When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck. He's Clay. We have much to discuss with you today. As always, thanks for rolling with us. The announcement comes in a matter of hours. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida will be officially entering this race, uh, joining Elon Musk on a Twitter spaces, which I think I know what that is. I certainly know what Twitter is. Um, but how does this look? How has the Trump campaign responded? As you can imagine, not a uh, particularly warm welcome <laughs> from the Trump team at the prospect here of a Elon, I mean, of a uh, Elon launch for Ron DeSantis, uh, which is imminent. We'll talk more about that. Uh, still hearing some stuff about how a debt ceiling oh it's so scary the debt ceiling we may break through without um we might update you on some of that later on in the program it it seems like there will be a deal the brinksmanship has gotten stale so some of the people who like to push it are still hoping that you will be um particularly uh aggravated at the prospect of some kind of major financial crisis coming along because of this uh, but I, I don't think it's going to happen but the budget deal debt ceiling thing we've got some more for you on that um and also uh target is feeling the heat right now and i think clay that's a good place for us to start uh because we've we've seen for the first time really that i can remember in the last i don't know call it the last 12 months or so major corporations that have gone extreme left and very woke with their products and with the way they present things. Uh, we've seen them start to get meaningful pushback, not just people saying, I don't like this, but financial consequences, which is the only thing that's going to change that corporate behavior, right? Unless it hurts the bottom line, nothing changes. In fact, I had been frustrated for a while because the right had been saying, go woke, go broke, and it hadn't really been true. I mean, you look at Colin Kaepernick, for example, 
somebody who became much more famous and much wealthier because of his wokeness, right? There are other examples you can point to. We say go woke, go broke, but it hadn't really, uh, hadn't really worked out that way. In fact, I don't know if it had ever really worked out that way. Who, who, who went woke and no, went broke it's, before? It's a really, it's a really good, good point. And, and this is where I think, uh, the sports media being so far left wing buck has refused to acknowledge that the NBA and the NFL really took it on the chin over going woke, right? And they really have tried to run in the opposite direction. It took a few years for it to register. It's unlike Bud Light. And the reason why I think Bud Light's so significant, Buck, is you get a direct amount of Bud Light sold every week, and people can say, holy crap, they're down 28%. We've never seen anything like this. I think it's harder to see in some brands than others, but the television ratings of the NBA have collapsed. And I think one thing is sports media is so far left wing that no one will even acknowledge it because they don't want to give credit to the idea that what we said, hey, you're alienating a huge part of the sporting public, was actually true. So I do think the NBA is a good example of one that took it on the chin. Um, and I think to a certain extent, Disney, because Disney stock well, buck. Yeah, well, but that's, I was going to say, I mean, Disney. Yeah. So, so going back to the timeline, yeah. I was going to say Disney is the beginning of what we are seeing now. Disney was the first one that I can think of on the NBA and the NFL. I mean, these guys, you know, now you get into, well, who's going broke? Like, it's not the players. They're demanding more money than ever, right? They don't feel like there's any, there's no hit to their pocketbook that's happened yet. because of this. Yeah. But so, I do think it's coming. So, so that, so then. See, that's the thing. If the, if the NBA takes a, a 15 or a 20% haircut in, in, because of the ratings, that doesn't register in a way that everyone feels like this is a big victory. When Bud Light is down 30% in one quarter, yes. you see the work that you have. So let's just, let's again back up for a second. Disney, there's this fight with Ron DeSantis. And it was interesting also to see how this plays out among conservatives because we generally have a, especially about economics, a laissez faire attitude about things. Oh, let the market decide. Well, that's not so clear when you have advantages being given to a company that don't go to other companies and that and that is also taking political action. So Disney was the beginning of what we saw as 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 pushback. Um and then then the Bud Light phenomenon happened, which has put the uh the fear of the bottom line to be sure, if not the fear yes. of the almighty into some of these companies. And then we add to that now Target because of the bathing suits that tuck away the man stuff People are so are showing up and saying this is this is a problem, and then that brings me to the latest Clay, and this is going back into the sports world. So the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I will be honest, I have not watched a professional baseball game I think in almost twenty years now, so I'm not up on the latest. But I know I know of these L.A. Dodgers. I know they used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers a long time ago. They um had they had invited for Pride uh, celebration stuff. They invited this group, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And this is for their annual LGBTQ+. Plus. I don't know why they're leaving out the IA. I think that's really <laughs> not inclusive enough. So I'm going to write to the New York Times here because the IA, the plus isn't enough. You need the IA and then the plus. But they were they invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and then they disinvited them. And now they've reinvited them for their June 16th celebration of Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. For anyone who doesn't know, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence have been around uh, since, I think, the 80s. 
they are cross-dressing uh, gay men who dress as nuns and engage in sexually provocative public displays, you know, think strip teases, thong dances, dressed in nuns' habits, including video that you may see circulating right now of these, you know, uh, hairy 35-year-old or whatever men dressed as nuns with high heels and thongs on doing a strip tease around somebody pretending to be the crucified Jesus Christ. And we all sit around saying, okay, first of all, why does anyone in the pride celebration community think the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are, are a group that should be supported, period? I, I want to start with actually that one uh, for everyone out there. And then what do the L.A. Dodgers think? The audience that they have, a lot of uh, a lot of Catholics in general, a lot of Christians in general, a lot of Latino Catholics, for example, who are very Huge. fond of baseball. Probably the base of Dodger fans in L.A. is overwhelmingly Catholic, Hispanic uh, fan base. I mean, I just Huge. I have to ask you, Clay. I mean, you're you're not a Catholic. I am. If they, but if they had invited, let's say, a group that did depictions of the Prophet Muhammad and then sexualized it and mocked the whole thing, would that be okay? You know, or if they did something that was meant to mock Judaism, if they had a pride group that 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 had you know rabbis dressed up and were then all. You know, I I can't even describe on radio the some of the displays that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence do, but it's meant to absolutely graphically sexually humiliate Catholics. That's the whole yeah. point of it. I was raised Southern Baptist, uh, so uh, so that is my religious background. You are Catholic in particular, but what I would say, Buck, is what you just said. If the Dodgers, as part of a uh, an outreach decided that they were going to allow a group that mocked anyone affiliated with the Jewish faith, anyone affiliated with uh, with the Muslim faith, they would be immediately condemned and disallowed. And honestly, if you mocked Muhammad, you might have to worry about your players being murdered by terrorists and being put on a fatwa list like we just saw happen to Salman Rushdie. Or in the uh, Danish cartoons was, controversy. You, by the way, you, ab you absolutely would yes. have to worry about that. 100%. Because they would say, you are mocking our religion. We're going to kill you. Right? And the fact that if you mock the Muslim faith... You have to worry about being murdered. You saw what happened with Charlie Hebdo uh, when they published the cartoons there and they had the attack on the, I mean, the satirical French. I mean, they had a teacher beheaded for showing a uh, a, a Muslim uh, representation, I think, of Muhammad. So this, to me, is just should be a bright line rule. And if, if you're Christian, if you're, you know, Muslim, if you're Hindu, if you're, uh, Jewish, if you're really not really affiliated with any religion, I don't understand for the Dodger perspective. And this goes for all sports teams. How is the standard not the same for all religions? I mean, to me, if you are going to allow the Catholic faith to be mocked, then you have to allow all faith groups to be mocked and honor it, right? I mean, there's a difference yeah. between it existing and the Dodgers specifically saying right. we want these this, people this to is, be representative in our building. This is specifically inviting people to go out, and I guess they they gather in the stadium. They probably have something where they go out into 
you know, center field or the, you know, the dugout or whatever they call it in baseball. So it, and if, just so you all understand, this isn't like a gentle, uh, parody or satirizing. It's not in good fun. The, this group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, I have seen the videos. I have seen the photos. I have seen what they do. It is meant to be not only offensive to Catholics, it's just depraved. I mean, someone doing a strip tease over whether you believe in Jesus or not, it's a man who's being crucified on a cross, and you have a nun dressed up who's actually a man, by the way. So this stuff is depraved. It is grotesque. It is wrong. And yet the Dodgers are more afraid of the backlash they'll get from the activist community than the Catholics in particular, because the nuns, obviously, is what they're going after here. Uh, and also, it's interesting, the, the activist hostility, the LGBTQIA plus activist hostility toward Catholics is nothing new, something you're not really supposed to talk about. You're just supposed to take it as a Catholic. Um, but when you see what's going on here, Clay, this is another moment where it's a gut check moment. You know, you ask yourself, okay, you're a Roman Catholic. You go to church, let's say, every Sunday or once a year. I don't even care. But you're somebody who believes. You believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ. You believe in the Bible. You believe in the Holy Trinity. You're going to watch a Dodgers game after this? You're going to show up, you're going to buy tickets to go to Dodger Stadium. You're going to support them. You're going to pay $15 for crappy beer and a hot dog. I'm sorry, $30 for crappy beer and a hot dog. That's how you want to spend your time, your dollars? You want to support an organization like this? If you do not bring the Dodgers to your knees, you are not serious about standing up for your faith in the public sphere as a Dodgers fan at this point. That's just reality. Now, people can, they can just, oh, I just love to go with my buddies from work and whatever. You want Bud Light to feel the pain. You want Target to feel the pain. You want entities to stop doing things that corrupt, corrode, and undermine our culture, our freedom, our dignity as a society or not. I, so I think it's a gut check moment for a lot. Look, I mean, I can't pretend if I boycott baseball, nothing happens because I think that it's the most boring sport on television next to golf and I could care less. But I know there are people listening. We got a lot of people listening, KEIB Los Angeles, people in the Los Angeles area. People just like to watch baseball at home. I think you just have to ask yourself, if you're a Catholic, why why would you continue to support this? You know, and and I think that people say, Oh, but are we calling for boycotts? Yeah, damn right we're calling for boycotts. Look at what they're doing. I mean, did you see the other day, Clay? They they went viral with some story. Oh, they're banning books again in Florida. Yeah. They were restocking books. Yeah, I know. They were the opposite of banning. They were buying more books. It's just you know. I think at some point when we come back. Let let let's talk about this more. And I want to open up phone lines eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. What I would say is this: at some point, I, I think the key here is that there are so many people who are on the right and in the middle, and frankly on the left, just a little bit to the left, right, who disagree with a lot of this, but they don't want to create a stir, and so. For so long, the far left wing in this country has created all the stirs, and so they have they have won in many of the cultural battles out there, and there have been no consequences for going too far left wing. Zero. We have to stop turning the other cheek. At some point when you get punched in the mouth, you have to throw a punch back, and I think that's what Bud Light has shown and I want to talk about how this interplay exists with cancel culture because I see a lot of people saying, oh, this is cancel culture. It's not. And I'll explain what the difference is. I think there's a misapprehension in many respects about what exactly cancel culture is. But, hey, how many of you out there wish the Biden White House had some testosterone? 
How many of you wish the L.A. Dodgers had some testosterone? What if they were willing to stand up to all of this left-wing shenanigans going on on a regular basis? Testosterone's down 50% in our country. Do you think it's a coincidence that bad and awful rulers have followed with a decline in testosterone? I don't think it is. Weak men make poor, poor decisions. Do you want to be a weak man? Probably not. One of the things that makes men men is testosterone. And if you feel like you don't have the same vim, vigor, vitality you have in the past, why not check out Chalk? They've got a male vitality stack. It's got a bunch of different supplements that optimize men's energy levels. It's all natural. But the leading ingredient will replenish deficient amounts of testosterone by just 20% in the first three months that you use it. The impact you'll feel is impressive. Energy, focus, all-day stamina. Go online at chalk.com to sign up for a daily subscription right now. The website, choq.com. You can save 35% on any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name in the sign-up process. Let me repeat that. 35% off for life at chalk.com, choq.com. One more time, choq.com. Put some testosterone back in your life and get 35% off as long as you're a subscriber with my name, Clay, choq.com. Keeping it real. Keeping it honest. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to Start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. 
Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I want to talk about something, because I see a lot of people say, how is this not cancel culture? I thought you didn't like cancel culture. No, look, choosing to spend your money or not spend your money with a brand based on whether they respect you is the very definition of the marketplace, right? We believe in the marketplace of ideas here. Cancel culture is, I don't like your opinion, and you don't deserve the right to exist. Right? Right. You should I have be fired. Not heard you should lose your yeah. job. You your organization your should disappear. I have not heard anybody, and I don't think you have either, Buck, say, oh, I don't think Bud Light should exist anymore. I don't think Target should exist anymore. Now, if they run their business in such a way that they go bankrupt, that's capitalism. That's how the marketplace works. But it isn't cancel culture to make decisions on how to spend you yeah. and your family's money with brands that you like. It's it's really a poor – I see that it, argument, it, and it's a bad one. It's one of the many bad arguments to yes. make about this stuff. Uh, I mean, is it cancel culture when Marxist lunatics who love AOC choose not to watch – you know, conservative commentators on TV, on Fox or wherever, you know, is that cancel yeah. culture? No, making a decision, right? So, yes. you know, you're making a decision here. Cancel culture is when people try to make it seem like someone is so beyond the pale, they're an untouchable, they must be fired, ruined, immiserated and impoverished because they said something that offended the wokeness gods for a second. It's not, I'm not going to buy your stuff because I don't like what you're doing, Right. If, if a restaurant is giving you bad service, it's not cancel culture if you just say, look, I'm not going to come back if you guys continue with this bad service. It's just normal. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, if you hate this show and you say, I'm never listening to Clay and Buck again, I hate those guys. I mean, we hope you don't. Your My mom and Buck's mom think you're imbeciles, but that's your right, right? We're in yeah. the marketplace every day. We want to talk and be successful, yeah. just like every other brand. Just does. give us like six or seven months of listening before you decide <laughs> to make that decision, okay? That's right. With inflation on the rise and the stock market more volatile than ever, protecting your retirement savings can be a challenge. To weather today's economic uncertainty, the Phoenix Capital Group recommends diversifying your investments right now. They recommend high value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middlemen. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. All right, so we mentioned this yesterday on the show and wanted to spend a little more time with you on it right now. Uh, as we're talking about the primary season really ramping up, and it's it's going to be an interesting one, folks. I mean, now we're getting... Uh, Ron DeSantis officially in as of, well, 6 p.m. Eastern time today. Uh, but also you can see that there's some others who have thrown in already. Uh, Senator Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I think there's pretty interesting reporting on a possibility of a Youngkin 
presidential uh, presidential bid. I think it's possible. Some are even saying likely right now. So you might have a pretty interesting primary. I think a, a, I think a primary that hones the different campaigns and the messages is a good thing. So we'll have a lot to talk about, a lot to work through all together here on this program, which is great. But in the background of all of this, there's something else going on, something that the Democrats are hoping to use to subvert the very process of this election. It's already underway, and there are some updates. As you know, there's a special counsel looking at Donald Trump. Now, there are different things that they are saying about this. There are different, uh, you know, components of it. There's the Mar-a-Lago documents aspect, and then there's the January 6th insurrection uh, aspect. But it's really just a get Trump operation, right? Top to the whole thing is a get Trump operation. Once again, they have not stopped. There's also, and we're not even going to spend much time on this one, Clay, right now, but there's the Georgia election interference uh, situation, right? Um, and that may also be criminal charges for Trump. Here's the, the, the update from yesterday. Clay, I, I want, I want you to react to, um, what former Attorney General Bill Barr said, because I think he's right. I want to know if you think he's right, and, but we'll get to that in a second. Special counsel Jack Smith is wrapping up the investigation, according here to Axios and a, a bunch of sites. I mean, I'm sure they were, you know, Whoever's talking is talking to all the lib get Trump websites out there. Um, wrapping up the classified documents issue at Mar-a-Lago. Now, this doesn't get into specifically uh, the January 6th component, but there's a belief that based on what has already gone on here and the evidence that has been collected, the obstruction component of the Mar-a-Lago documents special counsel investigation could be real legal jeopardy for Trump. Uh, Bill Barr, who I know, you know, some of you have mixed opinions on Bill Barr. He's a very smart guy and a very smart lawyer. You can get mad at me for saying it, but you'll never find a lawyer who's a serious person in the law who will tell you otherwise. He knows the law really, really well. He said, and he slammed Bragg's indictment as a total, you know, the, that's a circus. That's ridiculous. That whole thing is, is a joke. But he says Trump is very legally exposed on the, on the, um, obstruction issue here. And he says, quote, yes, I do think he will go to, j- I'm sorry. No, 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 no. He didn't say that. He said he's very exposed. Ty Cobb, who was the Trump, former Trump White House lawyer said, quote, yes, I do think he will go to jail on it. So you've got Barr saying he's exposed. Cobb saying he thinks he'll actually go to jail. What do you think? Oh, man. I, I, th- I think charges are going to be brought. Um, and I think charges are going to be brought. We already know New York City. And they announced, by the way, that that trial will take place in late March of election season, right? Like right in the middle of the primary. Don't mistake what's going on there. Fannie Willis down in Georgia, Buck, they basically cleared the docket for the first three weeks of august so the expectation is georgia if you were she already said they're going to do something in the summer the expectation is if you're looking at your calendar that a trump indictment in georgia could happen in august i feel like all these prosecutors are talking maybe they're not i would be stunned if they aren't um i feel like there will be an indictment for trump on federal issues at some point in june or july that would be my prediction that we will get an indictment from the United States government, the Jack Smith investigation of Trump. 
Um, if that occurs, then the question becomes, are you confident that a jury would not convict Donald Trump in uh, in District of Columbia courts? I, I think he would get convicted, right? Now, the question that's interesting to me, Buck, is the timing on this. Because you could have a situation where Trump is running and there is a choice made about whether or not to pardon him of federal charges. Trump could theoretically, I think, Buck, get elected in November of 24 before they were able to try him on these federal charges and pardon himself as president of the United States. That's an interesting perspective. I think what also would happen, and this is something that I would be curious to see how it would play out, and I have not heard anybody else analyze this, and certainly if there are really smart attorneys out there listening and you want to weigh in on this idea, I would love to hear what you think, 800-282-2882. But here's what I would advise. If I were advising DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or any of those people, I would advise them to say, hey, if I'm elected president in 2024, I will pardon Donald Trump on all federal charges. And that would effectively wipe it out. Now, what I'm getting at here, Buck, is the only way that Trump might ever stay in charge on any of these Department of Justice brought charges would be if Biden wins. So a big part of the November election, even if Trump were not the nominee, could end up being, do you think Trump should stand trial there? Now, to be fair, you cannot pardon on state-related criminal charges, right? So Georgia uh, is a problem regardless, right? New York City and Georgia could still be issues. And we talked about this. We got a great call. This is where I talk about the brilliance of some of our callers. Remember they called in, Buck, and said Georgia is one of like three states in the nation where the governor of Georgia does not have the ability to pardon for state-related offenses. So Brian Kemp, even though there's a Republican governor of Georgia, would not have the ability to pardon Trump even if he wanted to in Atlanta on this uh, case if he were convicted. So I can see an opportunity. DeSantis is announcing tonight. I can see an opportunity for DeSantis to cut a lot of the power of the Trump indictment by saying, if I'm elected president, I will pardon Donald Trump and I will keep him from serving time under what I think are bogus Department of Justice investigations that are entirely based on political related issues. Somebody out there can call. What do you think about that angle? Because the argument has been if Trump gets indicted, it strengthens him in the primary process because people rally around him. And I think that certainly happened with March. But if other Republican candidates out there running for president come out and say, if I'm elected president, I will pardon Trump, I don't see any way, Buck, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't see any way that they could get this trial scheduled and have a result before November of 2024. Maybe they could try to rush it through. This is an Andy McCarthy question. He may be smarter on the timing of this. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the timing, but we know Trump's going to be standing trial in March in a in a uh, you know New York State court. He may have a date also in uh, in Georgia State Court. I don't know if they could rush a case 
given all the appeals that would go on and everything else that would get Trump in front of a jury before the 2024 election would take place. And if if you're an expert on the D.C. Circuit and you know about timing on criminal charges, I would be interested to hear. But remember, on the Jan 6 defendants, Buck, a lot of them are just now standing trial for so, Jan 6-related offenses. I, I try to line this up, though, as just a, a series of, of binaries to get closer to what is likely here, right? Somewhat, you can do, like, decision tree analysis, but do we think that Trump is going to face charges in Georgia? Yes. Yes. We agree. Yes. Do we think that Trump is going to face some form of criminal charges from this special counsel, meaning the DOJ, Merrick Garland's going to say, you know, he's a former president, but law's the law. I think we agree. Yes, right? Yes. Do we think that either of those jury pools is overwhelmingly likely to convict? I think yes. Yes. Then you get to, well, these are serious criminal charges now. This isn't some civil thing in New York that he can wave his hand at or some uh, fine for the Trump organization, uh, especially the stuff in Georgia, um, as as I see it right now. Because I, I think maybe, um, maybe it's possible that you wouldn't get a prison sentence for the obstruction. You know, obstruction is a very... Tough to lock up a former president, even for Democrats. It's a conspiracy charge, basically. Like my old crim law professor used to say, we got him for nothing else. Let's get him on conspiracy obstructions like that, too. But the Georgia thing, um, because they might go for uh, some kind of a racketeering RICO uh, influence elections. I mean, they're getting real creative with what you're seeing in the press. I just don't understand how you can, if the charges are brought and he's found guilty, there's going to have to be punishment, and he'll be a convicted felon at that point, right? So what's the game plan for the Democrats? I, I think it has to be they're trying to lock him up is what I'm getting. I think they're actually trying to – when I say lock him up, they're not going to lock him up for you know 15 years. But if they can even get a 30-day prison sentence for Donald Trump, think about that, which they would say is so lenient. Yeah, look, Buck, here's my big thing on it. I think if a Trump's best strategy – is to play this out so it doesn't ever go before any jury until I mean I, the New York City but, but case. But he can't get like out it. of Georgia. It doesn't matter even if he's president. Well, I, I don't. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I think the 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 New York case is going to take months. Let's talk about it when we come back. I, okay, I, I'm yeah. just working through the timing of it, uh, leaving aside the legality of it right now. And again, if there's somebody out there who's brilliant on DC Circuit scheduling that's listening to us right now, or Atlanta, Georgia scheduling. Um, I would love to hear from you about why I might be wrong. Do you think they could get these trials all completed by the time people go to polls in early November of 24? I just don't think it's possible. Um, in the market for a new Samsung cell phone, Pure Talk's got a great deal going, no strings attached. Get a free 5G gam- Samsung Galaxy phone when you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month. Think about that value for a second. Great new phone, unlimited data, talk, and text for just 55 bucks. That's right. Unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today, the wireless company we're proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind us. Here's how you do it. Just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. You'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, 
and unlimited data. Again, pound 250, say Clay and Buck, switch to Pure Talk today. Pure Talk, wireless for Americans, by Americans. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Okay, so the the question that I'm asking is one that I have not seen raised anywhere. So I always like to think strategically, and I try to tell my kids to do this too, pretend that you are the person who is in charge of making a really important decision. I'm not in charge of making a really important decision as it pertains to any of Trump's criminal, civil, legal-related issues, right? But as a lawyer, one way you learn is you look at different circumstances, try to analyze them, work on your judgment. So if Donald Trump was like Clay Travis, you graduated from law school, you know a little bit about media, you and Buck have got the biggest radio show in the country right now, how should I handle all these legal proceedings that are going on right now? My answer beyond a shadow of a doubt, Buck, is 
delay, delay, delay. You want your lawyers to file as many motions as possible. Presume that you are going to get charged. And we can talk about what the political ramifications of those charges are. But if I'm Donald Trump, I do not want to take uh, my seat in front of a D.C. jury or an Atlanta jury until after the 2024 election, right? That's honestly, the number one goal to yeah, me. I honestly believe that you could find a D.C. jury that would find uh, Donald Trump guilty of of anything. I yes. mean, I, I think that, the, and I don't think it'd be hard to find him. I think that you could find a D.C. jury that would say that Trump assassinated JFK. Like, they yeah. just don't care. They just want to get him. It's 93% Democrat, and these people are brave. Remember, they live, they're like the bees that are right in the center of the hive, right? I yeah. mean, they're right up against it all the time, even if they don't work in politics. D.C. as a city, there's this this constant osmosis of the narrative that you're subjected to by living there, uh, which is one, one of the good reasons why you shouldn't stay in D.C. for too long. Um, but I, I think that that's, that's going to be a huge challenge uh, because you can't get a, you can't get a fair jury and there's really no such thing as a fair jury for Trump at this point on these issues. And remember, this is not did Donald Trump get drunk one night and run over two people in the crosswalk like that's not political. That's a you did or you didn't. Yep, that's All right. of the things they're going after Trump on. Isn't it amazing when you think about it? All of it is it's either a some campaign finance thing or some election thing or some conspiracy in the Capitol. It's all politics, really. Yeah. The, the the sole exception you could come up with, and this is why, would be the uh, the classified documents handling. But even that, that's a government function that only you know you only do as the president. That's very specific to your presidential role. So it all ties into politics in some way, and they're coming at them from every angle. Yeah, and an easy way to think about that is if there was a Republican president in office, would they have raided Mar-a-Lago with the FBI? The answer is, of course, no. Right. Like there's a zero percent chance that raid happens if there is a Republican in office. So my advice to Trump is delay, 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 because, Buck, they will. You're right. They want to convict him and they want to try to put him in prison. But there's no way that can happen. I don't think based on the schedule right now between now and November of 2024. So Trump could theoretically either pardon himself or. DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or you know, Tim Scott, whoever the nominee were, if it were not Trump, could also pledge. And I would do that right now. If I were running for office, in fact, I would do it tonight if I were DeSantis. DeSantis is talking to Elon Musk in uh, uh, and, and, and that conversation on spaces. And then I think he's going on Fox News tonight. By the way, he's going to be on with us tomorrow. So you'll be able to hear DeSantis on this program tomorrow after he's already announced. I love how you and drop I'll, it I'll in. You, this you know, question. Clay's like, yeah, Ron DeSantis coming tomorrow. NBD, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. We're going to have a really interesting. I mean, now it's Ron DeSantis candidate will be joining us. And I just want everyone to know this. Trump phone is open. We have reached out to the Trump team. We, we're going to, you know, they're equal time for Trump. He needs to call in. He needs to tell us what he sees going on with this primary, what he sees with this legal fight. You know, let's go. Let's let's roll. We've got a lot to talk to both of them about. No doubt. And we will break all this down and more. But that's the I'd go ahead and make that pledge if I was DeSantis. We'll talk about it next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants. They all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.